You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your weekend speakers. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews. I'm on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm I'm here on a special Saturday edition of the podcast, and uh, for those of you who were following my Twitter feed, I was not able to talk to you all on Friday due to me being the altruistic person that I am. I helped a friend move and was completely wiped out by it, so I decided to hold off, and I said I would record today. And get something out to y'all. And in a way, it worked out pretty well. Because it delayed this episode enough that I think I can probably be the the first podcast that is Blue Jays-centric to fully address the move that the Blue Jays made in that time since I said I was going to record the podcast today. And I think we all know who I'm talking about. Yes, that is Mark Leiter Jr., the, f- the former Phillies pitcher that the Blue Jays just acquired on waivers to complete their junior collection. Yay! No, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Mark Leiter Jr. is just another arm to get a look at and just take away from Lehigh Valley because he pitched well in AAA against the Blue Jays, but has not been great at the major league level. So welcome Mark Leiter Jr. Hopefully you can do something. But no, um, big news from last night came out during the Marlins game was that Josh Donaldson was no longer a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. A very quick divorce from the Blue Jays, a very acrimonious divorce from the Blue Jays. And Obviously, instant reaction to this trade was pretty heavily slanted against the Blue Jays' front office of Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, in that, you know, Josh Donaldson was an MVP not three years ago, and he was being moved at the August deadline, like a Curtis Granderson, who also got traded last night. We will talk about Curtis Granderson a little later. In the segment, and I swear we'll talk about the Miami game too, because you know, any any other time a pinch hit Justin Smoke home run would be like huge for for anything. But no, obviously push back with the other news from yesterday. But yeah, moving on to the Donaldson trade, and it it was literally a couple days ago on this podcast when I said that the Blue Jays were foolish for trading Josh Donaldson, for trading an asset that could get them, you know, at the very least a prospect that would be of a second-round pedigree and be able to, you know, kind of help fortify that rebuild. But in, in light of stuff that has come up as a part of this trade... 
I have reversed my position on this, and I actually believe it is good that Josh Donaldson's gone. And I I will get into it right now, because um, a friend of the podcast sent me a link to uh, something that Rob Longley of the Toronto Sun posted on a separate website, and it detailed just how far away Josh Donaldson had gotten from like the Blue Jays as an organization, uh, the fact that he was you know trying trying to rehab from his injuries on his own time, very similar to what Kawhi Leonard did with the San Antonio Spurs before the Raptors acquired him, which you know this has been a banner summer for Toronto, but Josh Donaldson split from the team. He would not rehab with the team. And it looked to make things worse when he had those calf issues at the beginning of the season and then went on to his own rehab and then had his calf explode on him, which anytime a body part explodes, it's never going to be good. But it's, it played a part into why Josh Donaldson was out three months with calf tightness. So him going off and doing his own thing and... And not really coming to the Blue Jays and, and being open about it. Like, again, the Blue Jays are not blameless in this. And we'll talk about what the front office can do in the second part of this episode. But we're, we're talking about Josh Donaldson first and foremost. And the fact that, you know, he started, I, I don't want to say acting out because it makes it sound like a child doing it. But it's just, uh, it's it's frustrating to watch it. And, like, there have been cracks in the Josh Donaldson facade lately. Like, his views on healthcare were drawn attention to earlier this summer when he was liking, like, in- anti-socialist stuff and... You know, essentially made him made him look firmly in the Republican camp and the conservative camp, and that irked some people. But you know, the just the way this this split quickened, it it's also divided a lot of the fans in this. Who you know, for for many, Donaldson was the last strong link to that 2015-2016 magical run. Uh, definitely from an offensive standpoint, with Encarnacion gone and Bautista gone, with Tulowitzki a ghost, it, it was essentially Donaldson and Russell Martin, and Russell Martin's out there being a 195 utility infielder. So Donaldson was that last link of stardom, and for him to go... For basically nothing, there were rumors about the player, the mysterious player to be named later, that the Blue Jays are going to get, and I, I've heard uh, Julian Merriweather, who had Tommy John surgery and has a five ERA between Double A AA and Triple A, which if that's what you got for Josh Donaldson, that is an absolute disgrace. I, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But it, it's got to be better than that. You cannot be telling me that is what you got for Josh Donaldson. You, you essentially got that on waivers today when you got Mark Leiter. But for for that kind of split, it, it's just really 
I, I sympathize with the front office in the position that they were in. They, they had to try and win with the pieces that they had. They could have blown this up in the offseason and tried to trade Josh Donaldson then, but they made the decision that they were going to try and make a run for it with the pitching staff that they had and with the rebuilt lineup, with the retooled lineup, and it just fell apart in May. And there, you can't see a May like that in the offseason. So for everyone who said Josh Donaldson should have been traded last year, like I get what the plan was, but that's the thing about plans is that they change very rapidly and calf muscles explode and pitching staffs fall apart and you find yourself in a position where you try to trade him, but you can't. And it just ends badly. And we'll we'll talk about the impact that this has on the Blue Jays' front office right after this. Okay, so we're going to continue with our main story, which is the Josh Donaldson trade to Cleveland. I... I guess I should have mentioned that. He went to Cleveland, but I'm not mentioning that team's nickname because I do not want to because it is offensive. So, again, it, it was a divorce that was kind of necessary at, at this point where where Donaldson had already estranged himself from the Blue Jays and had already gone off to do his own thing, but it left the fan base incredibly split. And a lot of the takes I'm seeing are in favor of of Donaldson and and supporting him and just ripping Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro for their roles in his departure. And at this point, like I said, he's he's a former MVP, but he's 32, which in a in a sport like baseball where it's becoming increasingly imperative that you have young talent, 32 is the start of a decline. I mean, I, again, Russell Martin's out there at 35 and and batting under 200. So that that isn't to say the decline with Donaldson wouldn't have been more gradual, but it definitely looked bad. Like, if he's already having exploding calf muscles right now, what kind of production are you going to expect next year when you're not sure if he's going to accept a qualifying offer or not? Which, it looked like he would accept a qualifying offer, a one-year deal at $18 million. It's a Jose Bautista contract, and he would have gone out there and hit 220, and hit 20 home runs for Jose Bautista's price. He's seen that done. So there's a very real fear that he would have been back on that. And if he maintained this mentality that he developed this screw everyone else, this ship be sinking kind of mentality that would not be good for younger blue Jays coming in. Like your Danny Jansons, like your Vlad Guerrero juniors, who again, that's, this is everything that the blue Jays franchise is revolving around and building towards now is the Vlad Guerrero Jr. era. It's all about building up to that. It's all about getting pieces in place for that. So that's going to be the main focus. But in casting aside Donaldson, it brought a lot of the ire of the fan base out. And I saw a lot of takes, and and not just fans, from professionals too, who were lauding Josh Donaldson, saying he's like an all-timer. I agree that Josh Donaldson had had some of the best seasons you'll see from a Blue Jays player, especially that MVP campaign in 2015. 
he was great for a short period of time. He burst onto the scene like that. But in the end, do you remember him as fondly as Roger Clemens for his time with the Blue Jays? Because Roger Clemens was really good and he won a Cy Young and then he bolted off to New York. He became bigger than the team. And what I've seen from a lot of people is to attack the organization in this instance. And there are things you can attack this organization for. And you can attack them for their treatment of the media and how they are handling a lot of their information. Essentially going about it like they were running a GOP campaign and not disclosing any of their intentions when it came to Josh Donaldson's injury, when it came to what Troy Tulowitzki's status was, when it came to what they're doing with Aaron Sanchez, and when it came to what they were doing with Roberto Osuna. There are a lot of missteps that this franchise has made in the past year when it comes to handling its players and its assets. But for a fan base to say, okay, this is it. This is the straw that breaks the back. You traded Josh Donaldson. I'm not following the Blue Jays anymore. Like, really? Really? This is it? This is what you're going to do? You're going you're gonna to go now when they trade a disgruntled 32-year-old third baseman and, and you didn't bail on them when they were still potentially going to employ a domestic abuser? Or, you know, you, you don't want to follow them when they potentially have a Hall of Fame player coming up for you know, what What could be the start of a great campaign. I, I just don't get it. I don't get why this is the hill to die on. I know Josh Donaldson was, again, a big part of those playoff teams. I get that he was a very attractive man. I, I've seen posts of that effect. I've, I've seen how he is the idea of, of that man's man, the guy who is willing to attack people essentially and and is one to quickly dish out the violence but if if this is the move that makes you renounce your blue jays faith then honestly it it is what it is and good luck to you because there are there are incidents far more worthy of of your ire far more worthy of your attention and and this isn't it trading josh donaldson is a move that the blue jays had to make because it was clear that they were not going to get anything for him at the end of the year i can be angry if a 26 year old tommy john pitcher is all they got for him considering there were five teams in on him and you you can't tell me that there wouldn't have been a better offer from one of them other than, like I said, a 26-year-old Tommy John pitcher, which I really hope that's not the case, but it's being reported. So we'll we'll see how it is. But yeah, it was a, a backfiring that, you know, this front office again has to wear. It's similar to what they were getting from the Kendris Morales contract. It's similar to what they were getting for failing to really address their issues and and land a big free agent to kind of keep the momentum going after 2016. But this should not be the incident that causes you to turn in your Junior Jays fan card. This should not be the incident that makes you smash a Jays clock. 
or, or whatever Jay's paraphernalia you have. This is something that both sides are to blame for, for their actions, and the fans should not be the the kid in the middle of this divorce. They they should understand everything that goes on, and, and you can still wish Josh luck in Cleveland. I do not wish that franchise much luck, given you know what I said about their nickname, but you can still wish him luck as he goes chasing that ring. I would I would save that wish for Curtis Granderson, who was sent to Milwaukee for Demi Orimoloye, and I hope I got that right. I, I do have a little experience with Nigerian pronunciations, but uh, he's Nigerian Canadian, so he'll be on the he'll be on the circuit for the Blue Jays, guaranteed. But yeah, I I'd much rather root for him, and I'd much rather not cast aside following the Blue Jays for this. This is not worthy of it to me. I mean, that's just my opinion, and of course, you all have your opinion, so so hopefully you're willing to share that with me. We'll talk about something a bit happier right after this. Okay, so there was a game last night, and admittedly, I, I went out and I watched this game uh, with a friend of mine from Montreal who is in town visiting over Labor Day for the fantasy football draft that we're a part of on Sunday. And he took great joy in watching Miami just like toy with Toronto for the better part of eight innings. And it's gotten to the point. I mean, we just came off a sweep at the hands of Baltimore. I was right there with him like, yeah, I I am not even surprised that Miami is, is doing this to them. I'm not surprised Dan Straley is just dominating the Blue Jays. He even got plunked in the finger. Didn't stop him. Blue Jays still couldn't do anything on him. So I was totally resigned to that loss. And I, I said as much on Twitter. Like, I'd have a lot more faith in the Blue Jays being able to do things if they shown they'd be able to do things this season, and they hadn't. Even when they loaded the bases off Kyle Baraclaw in the ninth. And and even when Drew Steckenrider comes in and immediately walks Devin Travis to bring in a run. I'm like, I'm still there like, okay, that that's great. There's one run. It's a save situation. So whatever. Then Justin Smoke comes in as a pinch hitter. I'm like, all right, Smoke's, Smoke can maybe add another run here. Did not think the Grand Slam was coming when it did. It, it, uh, it, Ruined my buddy's night because he's he's a guy who likes to bag on Toronto whenever he can, but it it was a much needed dose of magic at a time when the Blue Jays have just been wallowing in misery the the past couple weeks after the Morales streak came to an end. Like like it it made you believe for one moment that that things could happen and. Of course, Ken Giles comes in and makes things way too interesting because Ken Giles is an adrenaline junkie and he likes to ride that high. So, of course, he has to put a couple runners on and really up the ante against Miami before being able to nail down that win. But, yeah, it 
it was a nice reminder of what baseball can be at its best. It can be that magic where, you know, people from a thousand kilometers away can come together and, and just celebrate that, that one play. But yeah, it, it was something that I did not expect. And I, well, obviously it's not going to change the tenor of the season. It's a little late for that, but still it is one of the reasons why I'm happy. Justin smoke is still with this team through the deadline because he is able to provide that sort of thing. And that, and provide that steady leadership that the blue Jays kind of need right now, given some of the other things. And, and like I said, given the loss of Curtis Granderson from that clubhouse, which anytime you take away Curtis Granderson from anything, you're going to have a deficit, but it, it was just nice to see like a, like a happy moment on, on the field in a night that was incredibly bereft of them for the Blue Jays and their fans. So I, a big appreciation to Justin Smoke for what he was able to do there. And a big appreciation for you all to, for taking time out of your weekend to listen to this episode of the Locked on Jays podcast. I'm, I'm glad I could share what thoughts I had on the Josh Donaldson trade while they're still relatively fresh in my mind. And if you want to debate me on them, you can send me a message on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. You can follow this podcast at Locked On Jays. You can follow the network at Locked On MLB for all your great MLB content. And yeah, uh, as, as I say around here, we move forward because we can't move back and Although the Josh Donaldson era is in the rearview now, there there are still Blue Jays games to be played, and I'll keep watching them and and I'll keep talking about them with y'all when whenever you want to discuss them. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and at Locked On Blue Jays, this has been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's special Saturday episode, and y'all take care. <laughs>